Kyla, again, is not here. She will hopefully be back next week. Hopefully, I'm, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, although probably not for like two more weeks. Oh, that's true. Probably not for two more weeks. Yeah, just because she is still working on getting her place set up. So. <laughs> um, I'm Kirsten. I'm Joshua, and this is The Weird and Suspicious. That's weird. That's suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> well... So everyone's aware. I only have Reddit stories because I got my wisdom teeth taken out. Got them yanked <laughs> out, definitely. 10 oh, out of 10. They let me keep them and I was so happy, apparently. <laughs> I'm Give proud me... of you. You can make the ring teeth now, or the teeth exactly. rings now. <laughs> yeah. Um, they did have to cut two of them in half, though, so that sucks. Still, are you in pain from it still or just kind of chilling? Yeah, but then I took, like, um, the flavorless stuff that you put in your drinks that's THC-infused. And you're perfectly fine now. Yeah. Chill as fuck. Yeah. I look high as fuck. (laughs) I don't get high very often, so. (laughs) All right. So, I have some Matrix stories um, from Reddit. I don't think... I only read one on here that one time, right? Uh, yeah. I don't think you've read a whole lot of them. Okay, cool. Um, so this one, this person says, This happened about 15 years ago. I called my friend up, and he wasn't home, so I left a message on his answering machine. I said, hey, it's me. I don't know how what that word is. So, some weird-ass name. Sorry, I missed you. Call you later. Bye. And then I hung up and left the house. I made no other calls. Later that day, he called back and was like, wow, that was quite the message you left. Who was that girl you were talking to? And I was like, what are you talking about? I wasn't talking to any girl. Well, it turns out the message didn't end after I said bye. And I go over to his house and listen to his message a few times after my initial message that I did leave. As quoted above, there is a slight pause and continues on for another 30 to 40 seconds or so with me talking to some girl it was my voice but a conversation i never had with a girl whose voice i didn't recognize you could compare the two messages i know i did leave and the message and the and the (laughs) and the two voices were indistinguishable not just the voice but you know the talking mannerisms it was my voice also reference to my occupation and activities were the same Basically, in this conversation, oh no, I just lost it. Basically, in this conversation, I was talking to the girl about going skiing, but I had to go down to my shop and work on the car first. I sound so slow right now. You are not speaking slowly. (laughs) Oh, I feel like I am. (laughs) You are speaking at a very normal, too fast pace. You are all good. I feel like I'm speaking so slowly. Okay. Um, to work on my car first, which totally cradled me. Cradled? Cradled? Correlated? Correlated. Oh my god, I'm so stupid. (laughs) Words. I'm like, I was trying, I didn't type it as you were saying it, and I kept (laughs) forgetting where the T was. Oh, no. (laughs) 
I'm going to blame this on me being stupid and also being high. <laughs> I'm just stupid, apparently. <laughs> Everyone's probably like, wow. <laughs> These fucking idiots. <laughs> These fucking idiots. Um, uh, the, then the message just stopped. It was recorded on one of those digital answering machines that recorded the message to a chip, so there was no tape. I could have taken and analyzed it, unfortunately. Also, neither I nor my friend had party lines. I don't know what that is. So that's not an explanation. It was really freaky. I can't explain it. Are party lines like something back when they had like more house phones? I don't know. Uh, Oh, it might be like, yeah, with house phones, like a three-way, four-way, five-way call. Or I'm thinking how everyone had a different phone in their room and you could pick it up. And accidentally be. I don't know how that would work with voicemails. Yeah, it maybe it could be just like a random voicemail. I feel like that was so hard for me to read. (laughs) Uh, Imagine like listening to yourself talk and not like blacking out. I feel is one thing, but like knowing that you didn't have that conversation and but hearing it. Yeah, like, or, like, there's, I don't think this is what I'm here today, or, like, there's somewhere, like, the dad will call and leave a voicemail, and then the mom will listen to it and be like, that's fucking weird, why did you say that? And then he comes home and he listens to it, and he was like, that's my voice, but that's not me. I feel like if people recorded themselves sleeping, I feel like that's something that... Yeah, I am pretty sure I talk in my sleep, like, most of the time. I do. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I have, like, my parents tell me stories of when we were, like, in hotels, and I'll just fuck it, I would just fucking, like, wake up, like, sit up on the bed, still asleep, and, like, still kind of asleep, and, like, trying to have a conversation as if whatever was happening in my dream was real, and then I always go back to sleep. It's fine. Yeah, I used to do the same thing. Um, so do you have Reddit stories, or do you have, like, an actual story? I have more Reddit stories. Today is all Reddit stories. Okay. Do you want me to tell one, and then you tell one, and then I'll tell one? And sure, tell one? sure. Cool. Um, I do have a Glitch in the Matrix one, but oh. I'll wait until the end for that, just in case there's overlap. Just in case. But this is an older one that um, my friend had sent me, like, years ago. And so I don't know for sure. But there's a chance that it might be overlap. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, some of these are from from 10 years ago, so. Yeah, it's definitely a while. Um, But anywho, anywho. So the first one that I have is a... Reddit horror story. Let me pull up my tabs. I'm sorry. Which I'm just going to read the first part of it. I'm not going to go into the actual story part of it. Um, Because, and we can go into some depth for it, but it's another similar kind of game thing. Mm. It's called uh, Surviving the Path. And it just says, hey, I'm here to tell you about the path and what you should do if you ever find yourself on it. Um, Nobody's really sure what the path is, but it's um, 
believed to be outside of this world and very few people who actually go there are able to make it back but there are people that have stories about going there and they've like created a list of rules and then also quote-unquote how to find it which is how they ended up there okay Uh, i was gonna say like what do you have to do to get to this place (laughs) So, so the first part is finding the path And it uh, says the path can be found in any large-ish region of forested land in North America or Europe. Um, Very, very few. There are, like, a few things that you need to do that will make it more likely. But um, in in all of this, it says the suggest is that you uh, don't go unless you're fully prepared and you, like, want to look into it or, like, investigate it. But don't just go for the funsies um yeah so the first step in it is that you have to be lost you can't really know where you're at it doesn't matter how you got lost or how long you've been lost for but you need to be lost in order to what if you're someone that's just naturally amazing at directions you're like i know it was north we would have to blindfold you And we would just drive. I mean, I feel like it would be pretty easy to get lost just driving. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely been lost before as a teenager, but other than that, I've never, I haven't been lost. But also, how often have you driven without a GPS, like, in backwoods that you don't know? A couple times, because one time when I lived in Tennessee and I was driving back up here, my phone stopped working, and it was just black, so then... I drove around trying to find a place to fix it, and they're like, we don't have the screen for your phone. And I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to try making Michigan without. And um, I knew where I was at, but I didn't know how to get to – I didn't necessarily really know how to get to where I needed to be, so I just mm-hmm. kind of guessed, and I made it. Oh, yeah. You can guess a decent amount with, like, road signs and shit. Yeah. And, like, especially if you stay on, like, major highways – but yeah, but I didn't just know like these major highways because I got on the wrong highway. <laughs> I ended up in Missouri, and then I was like, shit, I need to go the other direction. Wait, <laughs> there's no fucking way. How did you end up in Missouri going from Tennessee? Because Kentucky is next to Missouri. Like, Louisville is right next to Missouri. My ability at geography is bad. I thought Tennessee was more north of Missouri. Mm. No, I don't think so. I 110% could be fully wrong. I, I think Missouri is a longer wrong. state, so it touches both, maybe? I am 100% <laughs> wrong. Uh, Tennessee is south of Missouri. Makes much more sense. You are still heading north. Not in the yeah. correct direction, but north nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, and then I figured it out. I got. I made my way back. Yeah, it's fine. I feel like I should just try to drive somewhere, like pick an arbitrary city and just start driving and see if I can make it. Salt Lake City. I feel like that'd be a hard one to make it to. Yeah, it's that's in. I don't even know where Utah is. Am I allowed to have a map of the of the of the the United States? So, are you doing like completely winging it or old school driving? How people would get lost? I, I feel like completely winging it, but mm. I feel like road winging it. Like, I feel like I still have to know the general direction that so, I'm like, going. So, like, you just need a U.S. map. Yeah, just, like, yeah. a regular U.S. map with, like, Salt Lake City is about here. It just has the capital. Yeah. And then 
Uh, I'll just vaguely know where I'm leaving from, I guess. I think that's a. I think that's acceptable. I feel like it'll be fine. I work remotely. Yeah. They can't complain. You just work from <laughs> my car. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anywho, um, the second part of like finding the path is you have to be in a group of four or less. Um, the more people that you're with, the less likely it is to find the path. But it says to never go alone. Because there's been a plenty of people who were in groups of a few people, but very rarely did they ever find anyone that like came out of it when they went alone. And it says the number of uh, people that disappear in the woods without a trace is too high to blame on natural causes, which is kind of crazy, especially well, the, like like the national forest type shit too. Yeah, yeah. just like in random forests, the amount of time that you just get lost or like that somebody just gets lost and then never heard from again it's kind of crazy yeah it is it is also kind of scary if you're someone that likes to do that kind of shit exactly which so you have to always like go to in groups of 10 <laughs> no gr- groups of like two or three i feel like having one other person with you is fine because then at least if you die you don't die alone and it's perfect but it said it said in order to do the game you have to have groups, groups of four, of four of less. or less, yes. So, so you, if you want to avoid getting lost, you always have oh, groups yeah, of yeah. five if, or ten. Okay. You, yeah, big groups, you won't get lost. You know, <laughs> That's what I want. You always have all of your extended friends group with you at all times. That's what I want. Me, you, and Kylie can never go hiking together. It'll be great. I'm going to need a couple more people. Slash hiking with uh, a couple of people here in like two weeks, three weeks. Well, hopefully it's uh, more than three. No, it's four. It is four people, so mm. we're right on the edge. Right on the edge. It should be fun. Just, I'll hike by myself every once if in a while. If Josh doesn't come back, we know why. <laughs> exactly. Because Josh is a bad decision maker. Um, And it says that it also, for um the for this, it says, third, you can't be looking for it. So the they said that like their theory is that the path or like the entrance is a conscious kind of like entryway of some sort, um, because like this person that wrote the story has been searching for years and never saw a thing, but um, there's other people that just go into the forest with their friends and then find it in a couple of hours, not really like looking for it so much, but they knew it was a thing. So it's more like. When, um, I feel like almost a state of me- meditation to get to that exactly. point to where, like, yeah. where you want it to happen, but not so much that it's not going to happen. Exactly. Which is interesting to me as well, because, um, uh, it could just be like, it's taking like, quote unquote, like lost souls, like people that don't really know what they're going and like, might be more scared. Cause I feel like in bigger groups, you're less scared of like, getting fully lost especially if you like walk in instead of like a plane crash or something yeah and i feel like the more people you have the more people that know like directions and things exactly and like you can go out into smaller groups and do shit it's like you never have to be alone um, and it also says the last thing is that you're much more likely to find it at night. Nine times out of ten, when somebody finds their way to the path, it's because they got lost after dark. But um, it says then again, maybe it's 
more dangerous during the day and hardly anyone makes it back because they're not really sure. Same thing with like people going alone. It could just not happen that often to people that go alone. But also, it's just, you, there's no stories from it. But okay. it's And that's, like, the first part. Just, like, how you end up on the path. Not really finding it, per se, but, like, how you can end up there. And part two is surviving. And there's a list of tips from this. Um... Says, so let's say you completely ignored my advice and you found a trail in the woods that looked like you wanted to go down it. <laughs> um, and they say that it's a trail in the woods that looks darker than usual. And then it says, and you're pretty sure you the deer you saw a minute ago had no eyes. <laughs> so creepy. it's like when you kind of end up in a weird spot. Um, and it says to get out alive, you have to reach it to, you have to just reach the end of the path. You just have to keep moving along it. And, um, there are like things around there that try to trick you into leaving. Um, so the first tip is do not go down side trails. As long as you don't leave the main path, um, you will be vaguely safe. Um, you might be able to see things that um, lead off to places that look safe or, like, have water or food or different um, things that might, like, tempt you to be like, oh, like, I can run here for some momentary safety or momentary, like, something to help me because I'm lost. But you should never take the side trail because once you get off, it's hard to get back and to, like, be able to leave because you just can get turned around super easily. Tip number two is to ignore the voices. And apparently as you start going down and hearing, uh, as you like are kind of lost and trying to find your way, you'll start hearing different um, voices or different like things that are trying to like make it um, like you feel like you need to go off of the path, basically says the example that they use in here is um, one of somebody's friends ran into the forest screaming about their dead father and just ran out into the forest and was never found again. And it's just everything that like tries to make you get off of the path Oh. Um, is just a lie, and you should should not do it. Should not try to walk away. And um, it says that the things in the path have one goal and one goal only, and it's to get you to leave it safety. And so they presumably, because no one really knows what happens when you leave, do horrible things to you. Um, and it says that illusions are one of the things why you should never travel alone because. Sometimes, like, you think that you'll see something and it can get into your head a little bit easier than if you have two people or, like, three or four people. And um, having, like, a large group just lets you try to avoid them. Yeah, because like, they're like, oh, my God, I hear this. And they're like, no, you don't. Come exactly. Down. Or, like, especially if things, like, just, like, mentally, if you, like, start freaking out about something, you can get, like, talked down from it or 
if it's something that's more like targeted, like you do have like for whatever reason memories of like something you didn't want to remember, it's easier to like calm a back down if other people are with you. Um, yeah. And it says with like certain things, like the path will look like it's kind of deviating, but it's something that you can't really like rely on yourself for. So you just have to like think it through. So anytime like the main path changes, you have to think things like, does it seem like it's supposed to take a sharp turn here? Or like, should this be like lit when it's the middle of the night? Yeah. And um, that kind of thing can help you continue. And um, says, don't turn around. And so when you go, don't, like, try to think, like, oh, maybe it was faster if I turned around and, like, kept going back. Or, like, if you don't feel safe and you're like, I want to get out of here and just try to, like, turn around and think that you can run back, it's easier to get lost and you end up going the wrong way. Yeah, because what if, like, I don't know, you thought you turned around more than you did and you go on a different road. (laughs) Exactly. Or especially... A lot of times, like, if you're going in a straight path and there's another trail that kind of, like, merges into yours, it's harder to know what way you actually took when you're coming on the way back. I have personally gotten lost in the woods uh, behind my old apartment in the middle of the night. So it it do be a bit sketchy. Yeah, uh, I don't think I've gotten lost like that, but I know what you mean how when you're driving down roads like that, you're like, ooh. Exactly. No, me and my uh, friend Isaac, because we have, we had like, hunt, uh, not hunting trails, hiking trails. It's, I think, connected to like El Sabo, but uh, we got lost and then we ended up having to get out along power lines because you know how they like cut all of the foliage around power lines? Yeah. And we followed the power lines back to a main road. Well, I mean, that makes sense. It worked. Uh, but, it's um, modern day, I don't know what I was going to say. Like how people like follow like the stars or the way the moss <laughs> is growing on the trees. So you're just like, modern day is just like power lines. Exactly. If you follow the power lines, you'll make it to a city eventually. <laughs> yeah. I almost did that in Manistee, too, but that was just me being dumb. Oh, <laughs> I was just up there this weekend. It's a nice place. Ugh, yeah, I was just doing makeup. Dying. Fun, fun. Yeah. But uh, it says the last is probably the most important, and it says don't stop moving. The longer you stay there, the more likely you'll be able to like fall victim to an illusion, or like if you go to sleep or something... And wake up, it's easier to get disoriented. Um, And no one's completely sure what happens if you stop, but no one who's stopped for a long period of time has made it back. Hmm. And the last tip that they have on this is to beware of doppelgangers. Ooh, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was wondering. Yep. It says, during uh, my time on the path, we found we had a fourth member when only three of us had gone in. Mm. And the fake tried to drag their friend John into the trees. They managed to save him, but then um, he he was the one that's friend kind of got, like, 
thought about their father and ran into the woods. And um, it said the voices took him and later another fake joined the group imitating the dead friend. And so it's like he ran into the woods and they thought he had come back, but it was just something that was trying to like pull them back in. Says the best way to protect yourself is to remember how many people are in your group and to look at their faces. Hold Um, hands and never let go. Hold hands and never let go. And if somebody (laughs) else holds your hand when you weren't holding one, leave immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, uh... Oh, that gives me chills. Yeah, and it says the one thing that everyone who's encountered something that's similar to a doppelganger has um, said is that their faces look wrong when... Like, you make eye contact with them and you look at them. And the way that they had found out was when they looked into their friend's eyes, they just looked glassy and unfocused, and then the proportions of its face were slightly off. Ooh. It's kind of like that uncanny valley effect. Yeah. And um, it says even though it seemed like it should look human, um, it just felt like the faces weren't, like, normal. And they said, fortunately, it fled once it realized it had been identified and they didn't have to, like, try to fight it at all. But, okay. So that's the main how to, quote-unquote, survive the path and what goes on on it. And it says uh, there's not a lot of information because, again, you can't really go when you have the intention of going. And so it's mostly just, like, second-hand things and there's not really anyone that can go to try to take measurements or something along those lines. Isn't there, like, a word for when you see, like, I mean, doppelgangers, yes, but, like, when you see something that's trying to mimic you that's evil? Isn't there, like, a specific Um, word for that? I don't know. My brain goes straight to doppelgangers, so it there definitely could be, but I just do not know offhand. Hmm. I'm sorry. All right. But yes, that is my story. And my main theory for this, because of the whole, like, you're lost, whatever, whatever, is I'm wondering if it's like, and like how you can't really find it if you're looking for it, da 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 da. I wonder if it's mostly like benevolent, because once you make it through, you find like where you're supposed to be and you can reorient yourself. It's almost like, if have you ever drove down a back road that you knew where you were going, but it all, all of a sudden just looks super fucking creepy, and you feel weird, and then you're just like, you just keep going? I've never exactly. turned around on roads like that. I just keep going, and I'm like, well, I know I'm going to make it home eventually. Exactly, and it's basically that same thing. And so, like, with the fact that, like, people go missing on it, and, like, da-da-da-da-da, I... In, in my belief, it's people that were going to get lost and go missing already. Because you already have to be lost, like, in the woods to do it. Yeah. And so, if you do, like, get lost, then it's, like, a way to get back, but you just have to, like, take it. And there's people that haven't taken it or fallen off, and that might be, like, what the doppelgangers are as well, is, like, if people have fallen off and like are just trying to stay with your group to get back because traversing alone is so difficult. 
but I don't know. That so was... you're you're wondering if the doppelgangers are were previously lost people that just look like these people to try and make it back to where they're supposed to be? Yeah, or if it's even just like a different plane of existence, like just weird people or weird things that can exist. Ah. Like they're just trying to also get out and get back. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I would get out of there at any chance. I'd Immediately, correct. <laughs> uh. But anywho, anywho, back to you for your next story. For my um, another Matrix story. Okay, so driving home on a storm day, I see that a side road up to the local golf course is blocked off by flashing barricades. I also spy a Mercedes parked past the barricades with its hazards on. I stop and walk up to the car to see if they need help. I'm an EMT. I shine my light in the back seat and see a man slumped over, apparently sleeping, thinking... Thinking I got a few drunks, I moved up to the driver window, and I think he means tap, but he said rap on the glass and shine my light in. The driver is sitting bolt upright, unmoving, staring straight ahead. My window my window tapping our light does not cause him to blink, flinch, or move. I look over the passenger, is slumped forward onto the dash. It begins to creep me out. I call down to the sheriff's station and request a code to which means no lights or sirens until up to my location to help me check them out. Doors are locked while on the phone. I walk back to my truck to get my go bag. As I'm on the phone with dispatch, she asked me to get the license plate number of the car just as a PGE power company cherry picker truck comes rumbling down the road. Rumbling down up from the closed road, I move to go around the truck and get the plate number, and the car is gone. I talked to the driver of the truck, and he said there was 80-foot tree down across the road, and that he didn't think that it would be up for a day or so. So the question is, where the hell did the car go? Tree up one way, barricades down the other. I kept It, it keeps me a bit unsettled when stopping at accidents slash hazards since then. Edit. There was an intersection via Google Maps. Barricades were five feet in front of the camera, and the tree was around the distance, the distant bend. So the car just showed up and disappeared into nowhere. Yeah, they had their hazards on, and everyone was slumped over. That could be like the whole ghost echo theory, like. Let ghosts relive whatever their last moments were. Oh, maybe they all died. Yeah, they all died, like... Carbon monoxide poisoning. Or, where was this at again? It doesn't give, like, a location. Oh, because uh, sometimes, um, like, people that park off in their car, like, to wait out, especially, like, snowstorms and shit. Oh, well, it that. was, it was, I don't know, like that, but it was by a golf course. Okay. So, yeah, it would be a weird place to, like, actually have to stop. I mean, if you were leaving the golf course drunk and then you got a little down the road and you're like, shit, I guess. I, I should pull over now? Or... Yeah, I'm, I'm I, too drunk to drive. Even with that, like, I, when there was a storm not too, too long ago, I started to drive to my house, which was only, like, 20 minutes away from my school, and ended up not doing that and driving to my girlfriend at the time's house um, and spent the night there because it was like 
just so the roads were so awful yeah and it was like when i was young and still living with my parents and so it was crazy for them to even allow that and it's just like you can't you can't do that like you can't drive when it's shitty out yeah huh crazy i always feel like the biggest ones are when people are like have talked to someone or helped them and then they're just gone like those are some exactly. a lot of matrix oh, type stories. It's the uh, the simulation trying to get you to continue what you were doing. Yeah. Oh. But um. Anywho, I have another one, and I'll avoid. I'll. I, how many more do you have? Oh, I have a bunch pre-saved, so I won't have to read them all. But oh, okay. I have quite a bit to choose from. Well, then I'm going to uh, read this one glitch in the Matrix one because it's really interesting to me. And it's just another short one. But um, it said, I took a hard news slash soft news journalism class in college where one of the assignments was to write an obituary for one of their grandparents. And um, the professor said to write it on a deceased grandparent, but if all of your grandparents were alive, you had to choose one. And so in their case, all of their grandparents were still alive. And um, they had waited until like the night before it was due because they didn't really care about it. And they scrambled for an easy grandparent to write about. And so they called their mom and asked... um, for some of, like, the basic information about her father who was still alive. And um, she just said, like, oh, well, my mom was on the phone, like, couldn't really remember the name of one of the companies he worked at and yelled at him for um, waiting until the last minute to write about something because it was late and uh, 10.30 p.m. grandpa's time. But she said that she would give him a call to see if he was uh, still awake to be able to answer the question once the assignment was due. Um, And anyway, um, when the assignment was due the following morning and when she called, her grandma or her mom answered the phone panicked and the grandma frantically explained that paramedics had just come and were performing CPR on his grandpa because he had just stopped breathing and passed out. And it said that um, their mom was able to stay on the phone with the grandma until they got to the hospital where he was declared dead. And in the time that uh, says in the time that my mom and I had been talking on the phone about my grandpa's obituary, he was actually dying like completely out of the blue He had been completely otherwise healthy considering his age. And they ended up using the obituary that he wrote for his assignment as his actual obituary. Oh, my God. And it's just crazy thinking about that timing. Like, he was figuring out, ah, got to write an obituary about one of my grandparents. And just, like, while you were writing that, one of your grandparents died. Like, did they die in the way that he said he died? And they, um, some of the joys have that in there, some don't. Yeah, I don't think it was one that had like the okay. exact way, it just that they had died and were writing things about uh, the history. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that 
Because, like, imagine if you're, like, I'm going to pick the grandparent I like the best because I have a lot to say about them. (laughs) And then then that's the one that dies. Oof. That would be harsh. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. But, yes, we can popcorn or I can read another short one that was just kind of, like, an unexplained one. Uh, go ahead. Oh, so this is a very short one, and I will let me uh, brief brief podcast pause. Darn, I can't send an image. I will send a picture later. Okay. But anyway. Back to the story from the picture. It says, when I was 13, I moved into my brother's bedroom. Um, just, And it says, as it's an extension to the original house with an ensuite, it was bigger than his old room. And it said, originally, it was a tiny box room with the entrance to the attic, but was extended outwards. The entrance to the attic is always open with a permanent set of metal ladders angled up to it. And... I'm going to just... Text. I like those kind of addicts. Uh, I don't know, man. Any, it's, though, it's almost like just like a extra small little room. Any door that like... Like I barely like having my personal closet door open when I sleep. Like yeah. I won't get up and shut it if I forget. But I usually do close it before I leave. Or before I leave. Before I go to bed. <laughs> And, uh, like, that kind of thing, it just sketches me out. So just having, like, a dark entranceway to a large room, especially, like, an attic, would creep me out. Yeah, maybe. I don't have, my closet's not inside my room. It's in the hallway for some reason. So weird. I don't have that. A very it's a weird, weird house. It's, <laughs> it's very oh. too. <laughs> but it said, within a few weeks of moving in, they'd wake up in the middle of the night to see a figure staring down at them. It just looked like a white head, like a skull with a formless uh, body. And it would slowly move down to the foot of the bed and stare at them until they moved, at which point they would, like, sink into the floor. Like, it was just, and they're like, just sleep paralysis, right? Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, freaking out, like, weird thing, like, and they had the same, like, it was a dream, like. It would move to the foot of the bed, stare at them, and then when they tried to move, they would sink into the floor every time. <sighs> and um, they had begged to move into the room and had just gotten it set up so they didn't want to, like, leave and they didn't really talk to about it to anyone because it's just, like, you're 13. It's like, mm. ah, I'm a big person, like, whatever. And it ended up just, like, gradually went away, became less and less frequent until it went away. Okay, I don't like that setup. I lied. Yeah, it's real creepy, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, anyway, picture will be on the Instagram. Uh, yeah, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> no, it's it's a weird setup. But anyway, it says eight years after this, already moved out. Um, but it says that their brother mentioned at a get-together that he used to have sleep paralysis when he lived in that room, half-jokingly. And he freaked out uh, to other people when the topic... He he said... 
Let me reread the sentence. Eight years after this, my brother mentioned at a get-together that he used to have sleep paralysis demons when he lived in that room. Um, a half-joking, half-freaked out uh, way to... Or he like said it in a half-joking, half-freaked out way to the other people when the topic just came up of like nightmares or sleep paralysis. Yeah. And he described the exact same thing. That there was a skull that came down to the bottom of the stairs, and when he woke up, he would sink into the floor. And neither of this had ever mentioned it to anyone. And, um, like, while it was happening, and they have no, like, reasoning on why they both would have seen the same thing. Yeah. And so it's just, like, especially, like, usually you think of, like, haunted whatever. Which, I guess it was part of the original house, but that would freak me out. And also, um, there is just a ladder that leads directly into the roof, um, or into the ceiling of the room that leads into the attic, and just having that open all the time would freak me out. I just feel like attics are, like, notoriously haunted. Exactly. Or they're just, like, it's weird, because it wouldn't feel like they're easier to break into, but I feel like people break in through, like, attics and basements all the time. Or at least that, like, people, um, like, break into your house and then just live in your attic for, like, five years without your knowing. And then everyone's like, maybe that's what's happening here. (laughs) Nothing, I don't know. Shit always goes missing here. But, like, where people's, like, everything will be put in different spots or they'll hear something but never see anything or stuff goes missing. And then, like, eventually they found out that someone's been living in their attic for years. Exactly. There's videos of, like, somebody that would come down the stairs and, like, eat some of the food out of the refrigerator and then, like, pee in the sink and then leave. Yeah. Like, go back up into the attic. It's just, like... I couldn't imagine, like, what you have to be, like, mentally to be able to do that. To, like, sleep in your attic? No, to, like, sleep in somebody else's attic, attic and just, like, leave during the night to, like, steal food. Oh. Like, there are some cases I where mean, they're, it's like, free housing. the person, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do work <laughs> remotely, so if they have Wi-Fi. Uh, um, in uh, that Disney movie Encanto, he lives in the walls. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> If Bruno can do it, why can't we all? Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Uh, okay, this says, sorry, are you done? Yes. I yes, think I should yes, ask. Yes. Okay. When I was 12, we got Turbo Twist for some friends, parents, or something. The details escaped me. Someone thought they would be educational instead of below my sister and I's education level. We had a red one and a green one, and... To the best that I can remember, it was the red one that the red one, the red one that went bad. But the detail escapes me. Also, it was dark until the time. Nope, nope. It was dark at the time, so I wasn't even sure which one it was until the morning. Every time you turn one of those things, I can't read. I am stupid. Um, every time you turn one of these on by turning either the end. The following sound is admitted by the speaker on the left. Do, 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 hey, dude, is that you? 
Hit it and let's go. <laughs> Do you know what this is? No. Me either. <laughs> this is you practically need a user's, user's man, manual. Oh, my God. Um, you practically need a user's manual. I can't speak and my stories keep disappearing. So, so rude. So rude. I'm blaming it. I'm part of the fact that I'm high and my mouth is super dry. All right. You practically need the user's manual to figure out what it means that the button on the right end is essentially the one, the wisp to unlock. And that's what it tells you to do. One of the features is that you can customize the name it calls you by, but only out of a limited set of options. The voice acted. Okay, I can't read. I feel like none of that made sense. I, I'm not positive on... Well, it sounds like whatever thing you could set up as a personalized voice, but only in whatever computer they already had set up. What the fuck is a Turbo Twist? I don't know. A, a Turby Twist is a super absorbent hair towel. <laughs> no. I think I missed... Oh, okay. So one of the fe- features is that you can customize... What name it calls you by, but only out of a limited set of options, they voice acted. Most of which sucked. We left it on dude, turn it off, and it plays a short slap bass riff. Doobie Yeah, bass riff. Wow, I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm going to sound so dumb. It's fine. It's one night, fine. One night, I, uh, I had my wisdom teeth out, and I'm high, so uh, that's that. <laughs> one night, I was almost asleep in my bed when I hear the chime. Do, 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 do. But immediately, babadoo, babadoo, babadoo. Ooh, isn't, isn't bad whatever I said? Isn't that like a demon? Babadook? Well, it sounds close to me, but not exactly right, but close enough for it to be weird to me. It just turned on and shut off all by itself halfway across the room, and then it did it again. Why do these keep disappearing? This is so stupid. Does your retina... No, you're on your computer. I was like, does your retina do that? No, no, it does not. But I'm on my computer, so... Halfway across the room, and then did it again and again and again. And I don't mean it got the same amount into the opening or that it even pushed between shutting off and turning back on constantly. For the first few minutes, it was nonstop. Hey, dude. Back and forth. I can't say that any longer without fucking it up. And then it starts taking longer breaks in between. I was pretty freaked out by this point. Watching it as initially, or watching it as intently as I could, with with my agonizing lack of night vision, I rolled over onto my other side, trying to ignore it. That is where things get bad. Ooh, you ignored it. All of a sudden, it just plain stops. I didn't make the connection until I turned around to look at it again, and it started turning on and off again. I turned back and forth a few times to make sure, spending a lot of time on each side, and every time it fucking confirms my suspicion, it only plays when I'm watching it. Ooh. Ooh, weird. 
I spent the rest of the night tucked under the covers, huddled up, and facing away from the demon-possessed piece of evil. Not sure it slightly creeped me out. Uh, not sure if it's silently creeping on me. I just made up a whole sentence that wasn't even there. Um, wow. Not sure if it was silently creeping up on me or somehow into scare and too scared to look only to hear it louder and closer to my bed like the fucking mannequin and M2. I don't know what that is, but noisy. In the morning, I was too afraid to throw it out and afraid to keep it. I wanted to believe it had it. Hadn't really happened, so I convinced myself it didn't until the next night when it happened again. Quiet all day, no matter how I tried to replic- replicate the frankiness. Frankness? Yes. I think they spelled it wrong, though. But I don't know how to spell it, so maybe they did. Um, trying to replicate the frankness, then come midnight, it glitched again. After that, I was like, nope, and took the batteries out, which seemed to work. It happened again one more time months later. Took it apart in the morning, and there was batteries in it. Ah. There was no batteries in it, or there was Mm, batteries in it? There was batteries in it, even though they took the batteries out. Sorry, I know I sound so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) No worries, no worries. Readings are really hard. (laughs) So she had like this creepy. I want to know what that thing is. A turbo twist? The internet gives me nothing for turbo twist. Oh, wait. I found it. Is it the leapfrog thing? Correct. I actually think I had one of these as a kid. I don't think I did. And it was just to help you spell? It like taught well, you I random things oh. how to spell, how to read, how to do. <laughs> All that random stuff. Oh, I know I'm going to be editing this tomorrow and be like, damn. Damn. I sound so dumb. It do be that way. Oh, uh, see, I'm much more functioning when I'm drinking rather than when I take edibles. Oh, you have to be functioning during both. You're only allowed to not function when you're on, like, shrooms. I don't do that, but... That, that is very fair. Well, I barely ever, like, get high, like, maybe once or twice a year. And you decided, well, your wisdom teeth were out. Yeah, they didn't give me any medicine. They were just like, take Tylenol. Have fun. Here you go. Take a couple Tylenol and it'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, uh, I have a little bit of a longer one for you. Uh, That's fine. So you can have a slightly longer break. It's just waiting for that before I started. Um, so <laughs> this was from a pizza delivery driver. They were 21 in Connecticut. They lived in a small rural area. Um, like it was about 20 minutes to the closest main downtownish area, like a soup that had a supermarket and fast food. Um, and they're like, definitely have seen some shit and says that they're not just like a regular person. They're about 6'1 and they're, uh, it says 6'1, 240 pounds, but like, so they're not like a smaller person. They're not really that crazy. They're just like average size. Yeah, they're like average size. Usually decently fine going out on their own without having to worry about shit. 
Okay. Oh. Like, no one's going to try and snatch him up. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And so, um, they did, they worked just as, they had, like, a job, they worked part-time as a delivery driver at night, and it was just a cheap, drunk food kind of pizza place that had a really big, um, delivery radius, and it said that they were about 20 minutes from their house, and so it was easier to, like, get there, get out, da 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 So, they work until close, which is usually at, like, 10 p.m., and this happened around 9.45 p.m. They were in the back of the store, um, folding up pizza boxes, and the counter girl came up to them with a delivery slip. She told them that the customer sounded weird on the phone, kind of like he was talking through a fan or through his hands. And almost <laughs> like he was gurgling. I just imagine little kids talking in front of the fan to make that weird. Sound. Exactly. And so it yeah. could just be like a little kid trying to like fuck with them, whatever. They wanted pizza. <laughs> they really wanted pizza. I feel it. And they had previously uh, delivered in, like, somewhat sketchy areas, and so their first instinct was, like, it was probably, like, somebody that was strung out on something or, like, some sort of just person that was not completely sober, not completely mentally there. And they immediately are like, this is going to be a weird order to, like, drop off because somebody's just, like, gurgling into the phone. Probably not going to be a normal human being on the other end. Yeah. And um, they looked at the address and saw that it was in basically right at the edge of their delivery uh, radius, like in the middle of nowhere. And um, they looked at the ticket and said, well, the weirdest ticket that they have ever seen. It was a large pizza with anchovies, ground beef, ham, sausage, pepperoni, and just a bunch of other stuff, like $15 worth of extra things added to a large pizza. They wanted that supreme, supreme, supreme. Supreme, supreme. The pizza, if it's just like a cheap drunk food pizza, a large pizza is probably like 10 bucks, 15 bucks on its own. So they doubled the price just adding shit to it. It wasn't a drunk, it was, a, that's a high person pizza. Very true. I, <laughs> I'm a weird and I would talk to subway workers and... Like, if there was no one in the store, I always asked what the weirdest sub that they made was, because it's always interesting. But um, one of them in Plainwell said that they had somebody that came in and got double of every meat, and then, like, four or five different sauces. And it was just, like, disgusting when they handed it out, because it could barely close, and it was just, like, basically wet, with, like, different sauces on it. Yeah. And they just happily took it and walked out. And they had paid, like, a crazy high amount for, like, the sub just because they got double of every meat on a single sub. Yeah. That's definitely either a high-person order or a fucking with Subway order. Exactly. One of the two. One of the two. Yeah. But, um... Mm, I would love to eat some pizza right now. Honestly, it sounds good as fuck. I've been I, eating mashed potatoes all day. <laughs> I had a mashed potatoes earlier. Uh, but he double checks with the <clears throat> person that took the order. Says that she thinks so, but couldn't really make it out. So she just did her best. And so 
He's like, I'll just call, double check to make sure like that this is what they wanted. They <clears throat> call and the phone rings a bunch, no answer. Try to call again, phone goes straight to the the number you have dialed does not have a voice mailbox that has been set up yet. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. And so they talk to their manager. Manager just says, hey, just make it as it's ordered. Go deliver it. It'll be fine. And so um, they went to deliver a pizza in between and hoped that it would go to somebody else that wasn't them. But they came back. It still wasn't done yet. So it ended up going to him. And he entered the address in his phone. And it's on a side street adjacent to a park that's called Open Space. And it's literally just like a 500-acre area of straight woods that's okay. just like, no one lives there. It's just like an open yeah. area. Like, no, no one's really there. But it's on a side street still. It's just like right next to that big area of open woods. And the address is 25 minutes away. And... So they just start going, and they like they described if you're not from a rural area, it can be hard to explain. Winter in the woods is scary, yes, like, especially super super rural. There's never any sound, if unless there's something like a large like a deer or something walking around that you could hear. It's just dead silent. So they drive out there. And they finally get to the address, and there's a few houses on the street, but they all usually sit on a lot of land because it's out in the middle of nowhere, so people usually get land for cheap. And they're looking for the house number 1134. And they pass 1130, and then there's a long stretch of nothing, and then it goes straight to 1144. And so they're like, I just want to get this over with, and... Uh, get to the next delivery without like getting stabbed or robbed, like being brought out into the middle of nowhere with somebody that was disguising their voice. Yeah, because pizza men are like one of the top most dangerous professions. Exactly. Like, it's just people are like, you go to where somebody knows you're going to be. And so it's just like easy to set something up to be an asshole to them. To murder, yeah. Exactly. There was. Uh, Cottage Inn Pizza wouldn't deliver to my apartment complex because they had gotten robbed so many times there. I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's a pizza place. <laughs> oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple in Kalamazoo. I don't know. It's obviously not that prevalent. But... I'm not a pi- I'm not a pizza person and definitely not a pizza person in Kalamazoo. That is fair. That is fair. But anyway, they just want to get delivery over with and... So they call them, trying to see if they can narrow down the address. Uh, It rings, it rings, and then it finally stops ringing. There's no sound coming through. Like, no one starts talking. It doesn't sound like any background noise. But they hear kind of like a buzz or like a low hum on the other end. And they have it hooked up to, like, their Bluetooth in their car. And it just starts getting louder and louder until they just hang up because they don't want, like, it's loud as fuck. They don't want to break their eardrums or, like, fuck their speakers or anything. And it said the windows were fogging up, 
because like they've been pulled over between the two houses and it's the middle of winter. They don't have their like defrost on whatever. And so they roll down the windows to like clear the fog and they just become overcome by an odor of just decaying trash and just like somebody's just been throwing trash outside, just smells rotten and gross. So they put the car in drive, start pulling towards the next house, and they get to the end of the driveway, and there is a stanchion with a light on top. And I believe that that's just like a metal pole. Like, you know, like the olden days, like wood ones where it's just like wood, it's like the hangman pole, kind of. Just like one of those set up outside okay. with a light on it. Okay. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, I know. Yep. And when they're about a hundred feet away, they see somebody that um or sorry. So they are just gonna pull up to the house and ask if maybe they gave their own number over the phone and like just didn't know like maybe it was eleven forty four, the girl couldn't hear, whatever. So as they're pulling up, they see somebody step out of the darkness into that light that's at the bottom of the driveway, and they're like, good, the person that ordered it's here. And they expected the guy to be, like, all over the place, like, kind of, like, fucked up or, like, leaning over, whatever, just, like, not sober. And the dude just looks completely normal. He stops the car about 10 feet from him. Says he was wearing a black coat that looked like it was way too big for him, even though he was, like, taller than him. So, like, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, wearing, like, a coat that looks way too big for him overall. And didn't really look at him that much. Just started getting the pizza out of the car and the ticket and said, hey, sorry about the wait. Calls pretty far. Dude didn't respond to him. And he said, realize I should probably start watching him, considering, like, the weird shit that's happening. And that still, like, smells disgusting outside. And they set the pizza on the roof of their car. And he, so, he is standing in the driver's side of the car. The car is between him and the dude. And he just set his pizza on the roof, like, getting out of the car, grabbing all of his stuff. Um, he said, put the pizza on the roof of the driver rear. Guy's probably about 10 feet away from the passenger rear. Starts paying attention to get, like, a good look at him. Dude is, like, crazy tall, no shoes, ripped up jeans, stains everywhere. And he looks at his face, and his eyes are just super, super sunken, and he can barely see them with even with the light. Ooh. And he starts getting, like, sketched out because dude hasn't said a word. Like, you getting out, getting your shit together, person's not moving, not saying anything. Real yeah. fucking creepy. And, um, like, he just stops, like, doing anything and they just kind of, like, stare at each other. And then his head is, like, sort of bobbing side to side, not, like, fluidly, but just kind of, like, they're antsy, but not, like, crazy falling over just like moving a little bit okay it says kind of like a car door where it stops like at halfway open and then you give it another shove and it stops all the way open 
That actually doesn't make sense to me. No. <laughs> no. No analogy. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> but um, he just like looks at this dude for like 10 seconds. Nothing happening. Just real fucking easy, uneasy. Like smells like shit outside. Dude's just fucking standing there staring at him. And without breaking eye contact, he takes the phone out of his pocket and um, he calls the number again and the phone starts ringing, but he doesn't hear anything like out of the, um, he doesn't hear anything right away. And so he, like, is like, why is this, like, whatever? And then out of the woods, he hears very, very faintly a cell phone ringing, like, 50, Ooh. 100 yards away, like, well into the woods. And um, he was kicking himself because he has a concealed carry and he had left it in the car. And he's, like, should have just grabbed that before coming out here. But um, it says the guy just standing there, still doing the weird head thing, but he says he swears he saw him smile. And he's like, can That's you creepy. come get this? Also, I think you might have dropped your phone when you were hiding a body or whatever in the woods, like trying to make it a joke, just like... Yeah. Trying to like ease the tension a little bit. Um, and he says, nervous laugh, still thinking this guy might just be like super high or like on some random drug that's just making him like weird or like not responsive and uh he starts making like little grunts like he's clearing his throat and he um has shut like the other side of the door that he was getting the pizza out of and he's like ready to run if he has to and just as he goes to call the phone again he hears the dude say the phone's not mine but, like, the pause between the and phone's not was super long. So it sounded like the phone's not mine. Like, Almost like he was just like, uh... Not really positive what he was saying, but, like, it just sounded like it was, like, one word altogether. And dude's just, like, like ready to go out. But, like, you can't... It's like your job. You can't run away. And what's... What are your thoughts on, like, is this really a thing, or am I just, like, making this more than it needs to be? Yeah. And he's about to peace out. He pushes the pizza onto the far side of the roof away from him, and he said, Sir, you're freaking me the fuck out. I have a forty-five and less than $20 on me. Please just take this so I can leave. And then when he says that, the dude just, his, like, random head-bobbing shit just stops. And he opens his mouth again and just says, it was his. And it's a, and he said, it was his. The phone was his. And then he starts walking towards the car. Ooh, no. And it says, it wasn't like a step, but like one huge muscle spasm that propelled him forward. Like he was moving forward with like every muscle in his body. Like, all at the same time. Like, he didn't know how to walk nor like a normal human oh, being. Yeah. And the entire time that he, like, starts walking, he just says, the phone was his. Like, over and over and over again in that same, like, the phone was all one word and then his. And um, 
the guy take so he only took one step towards the car the first time. Dude's freaking out. Dyak takes another step towards the car, and he says the phone the phone is not his anymore. All broken up, like the words are not completely normal. And um, he just like starts saying like, go away, stop following me, I'm going to call the police. And he reaches forward and like, he does another jerky motion, reaches forward and takes the pizza and uh, places a couple of things on the roof of the car, which was just, he later found out were quarters that were surrounded by like a dark, just like gross liquid. Mm-hmm. But he just took it off. He says, I don't even think about it. Just get in the car, peel out down the road, left the like hot sleeve, like the thing that the pizza delivery drivers keep food in to keep it hot, left it on the roof, left the coins and shit on the roof, didn't even close the door all the way, just fucking going. Got the fuck out of there. Says that he got down the road at about 80 for like a quarter mile. Like not a ton of like room, but like took off down the thing. And he uh, pulled a U-turn because he had started going, like, he was still going down the road, like, looking for the correct house. And so he wasn't, like, going, he wasn't facing the correct way to, like, get back to where he was. Yeah. And he's, like, um, don't want to, like, yeah, exactly. Pulled the U-turn because he didn't want to get even more lost than he already was with, like, that psycho person being there. And he whipped it down the road past the place where he was. There was nothing. Made it down to the end of the road. There's a stop sign to merge with the main road. Looked right to make sure it was clear. Looked left. The dude's face was, like, 12 inches away, staring at him from the car, just waiting at the intersection. And then he just peeled down the road immediately. Yeah, and it says, um, finally made it back to the pizza place. He was just, like, shaking, like, had a cigarette to calm him down, which normally he doesn't smoke while he's working. And then when he walked in, the manager said, like, hey, the guy at uh, that open space house just called back. He said, you forgot some food, but he only ordered pizza, right? And uh, just starts, like, freaking out. Looked at his phone, which had just been, like, thrown in the car and, like, didn't really look at it while he was driving like a madman back home. Had 14 missed calls from the phone number. And all of the voicemails were empty except for the last one, which was just ragged breathing and the weird, like, low grunting noise. And it says, sit for 10 minutes and try to calm down. Remember the shit that he left on the roof? He went back to the car and turned on a flashlight. And the roof of the car was just covered in a a viscous, weird liquid that smelled like blood. Ooh, it was blood. Yeah. And he, uh, he, like, looked and he said in the panel gap between, like, the trunk and the weird window, like, just the little, uh, like, slot that's there where things, like, there's just a little bit of space. There was just a bunch of fucking corner quarters just like stuck in there. 
And he said, like, it was covered in the same maple syrup, thick goop, blood shit, was his exact description of it. And, uh, he said, like, he went to open his car door and he, like, started, he said, my blood turned into ice. There was a single line of that, like, blood going from the front quarter panel to his driver's side door. And it was like the dude when he was stopped at, uh, when he, like, saw him stopped at that stop sign, like, the dude tried to open the door. Oh, no. Um, he went back in, told the people to try to call the number again. They tried and tried. Um, said that it, she, it just went straight to voicemail every time they called on, like, the pizza main restaurant line um the next morning they gave the number to his uncle who had a friend in the police department and they tried to look up where the number was from but it was just from like a random burner phone that was paid in cash so they have no idea like who it was attached to why have a burner phone to order fucking pizza exactly but the phone wasn't his so you never know True. Because the dude just kept saying, like, the phone was not his, and that it, or the phone wasn't It was the guys in the woods that he probably murdered. And then he murdered him and was like, damn, now I'm hungry. Let's order some pizza. Ugh, honestly? Kind of hilarious. Also, it's kind of creepy. Honestly, yeah, that uh, is actually one that I had been looking for for a little bit, but I just had the realization that I sent it to one of my friends a couple of years ago, and so I just found the message. Stories from 2014, so like eight years ago. Yeah. Creepy. That's why, like, I feel like it would be cool, like, maybe a DoorDash driver wouldn't be as bad like downtown areas but like yeah. i don't think i could ever go like into the middle of nowhere well i couldn't i don't know but also i think that's like more of a thing that women fear a little bit where they're better. oh yeah and like theoretically i'm taller than that dude <laughs> i should have nothing to fear but i fear everything yeah because i mean like it doesn't fucking matter how large or small you are if somebody wants to fuck with you they will well like okay and like yeah you're a big guy you go out into the woods though and then what if they have a gun and they shoot you exactly like, you can't, like can't really count on just your uh, height doesn't matter for yeah, that exactly <laughs> guns only work on people five five or shorter <laughs> correct they do i'm pretty sure that's how they're made i'm fucked then <laughs> <laughs> all right um should I read another story, or do you got to go back to dog sitting? Um, I have to leave, like, in ten minutes. I don't know if I can read in ten minutes. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll have to cut too, too much. No, just all my stutters. All the stutters. Yeah. Or you can just leave them in there. It's, uh, it's morale It's a special boost. edition. Special edition. <laughs> we'll have an episode where all of us are just high out of our minds, and we yeah. just have... Uh, topics to go over i might yeah, start Kyla doesn't smoke though true true kyle will just have to start drinking slightly earlier than normal yeah i don't get that high very often usually it's on like a sunny day in the summer like twice a year 
In the sunshine. Mm-hmm. My teeth hurt so bad. All right. So I guess everyone... Have a good night. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back next week with uh, Not High Kirsten. Yes. Theoretically. Theoretically. I She's her own yeah. person. She can I'll make probably be drinking steps. by then. If I can. <laughs> if it's allowed. I, think I don't you, know when I'm allowed to start drinking. <laughs> you're allowed to drink. You just can't use straws. I think like... Well, I'm at alcohol. Five days after. Oh, is it not alcohol? Well, alcohol. Oh, the medicine. Well, all you they all medicine. they gave me is Tylenol. Yeah, or say. ibuprofen. No, um, I think it's something to do with thin because alcohol thins your blood, and they don't want your teeth to bleed more. Because I'm also not allowed to work out for a week, or even like go on walks. So that sucks. Um, but also our um. Instagram is the weird and suspicious. Twitter is the weird and sus. And then you can email us at the weird and the weird and suspicious at gmail.com. And we have a Facebook group, the weird and suspicious, pretty much the weird and suspicious everywhere besides Twitter. And I'm Kirsten. And I'm Joshua. And that was the weird and suspicious. Yes. Don't be weird. I mean, don't be suspicious. You can be a little bit weird though. That's okay. Yes. Have a good night.